Hi, this is Daniela Wolf with Bestie Life, the podcast, and this is your community to support you through the little and not so little events that make up your day-to-day life. From the I've got this moments to the Ugh, I just can't moments, we are here to empower all women to find and develop the skills they need to find peace, balance, and the bliss in their busy through solo episodes as well as interviews with amazing women who share their journey and their story and how it works for you. I hope you find the inspirations to make you laugh, think, as well as maybe rethink what you thought you knew and connect as we realize that we are all living similar ups and downs and don't have to do it alone. So excited for you to hear this episode and thanks so much for joining me today. This is Daniela with Bestie Life, the podcast, and today I'm with Ani Michelski. She is a licensed therapist, wellness coach, and mom to about a half a dozen kids, and she has this amazing podcast, Mom Without Capes, to help you kind of discover and fall in love with the woman underneath all the other roles that we take. So hi, Ani. How are you? Hey, Daniela. I'm so glad. I'm so glad to be here. I'm doing good. (laughs) Good. Good. If you want to share a little bit more, because I know there is so much more beyond that quick little intro about what you do, who your podcast serves and everything else that you offer. Sure. Okay. So um, like you mentioned, I am a licensed therapist. I'm here in Montana in the state of big sky country. (laughs) Um, um, And I am a life and wellness coach, as well as my biggest role, mom of six kids. We have... um, six but our, our oldest is 22 it goes okay. down to seven and wow. about every three or four years we got a set of twins thrown in there five girls one boy he's right wow. in the middle so <laughs> so our house is really busy although we do have our oldest two moved out so we have just four here mm-hmm. and over the past two years I have focused on building my business moms without capes and um, what that is is I help super moms so moms that struggle with the sacrifice mentality or the thinking they have to do it all and be it all and I help them recognize that they don't have to do it all <laughs> they don't right yeah. but the super moms that um, I work with they struggle with um, a lot of like unrealistic expectations mm-hmm. they, they, they are trapped in thinking that they do have to do it all in order to be good moms yeah. and so we really work on you know challenging those limiting beliefs and seeing what expectations are you holding about yourself and about motherhood and how can we start shifting that so that you can create time and space for yourself and so I do that through of course one-on-one like individual coaching I also have a Facebook community um, that I started and we're over a thousand members now. Super exciting. I show up live and we do a lot of some when we do challenges and um, focusing on really rediscovering yourself because many moms have lost themselves once they, once they become a mom and as they are consumed by their to-do list, Mm -hmm. they start realizing that they are not, they they don't recognize themselves anymore. They don't recognize the person that they see in the mirror. And so we focus a lot on recognizing who you are, like reclaiming your sense of self, Mm -hmm. taking care 
of yourself, which is a big, a lot of our challenges focus on that and practicing self-care, getting away from the idea of like consumerism and thinking that it's like a luxury to practice self-care. And then finally, um, falling in love with yourself, like talking to yourself with compassion and really um, increasing that feelings of self-worth. And because many moms struggle with, they hide behind their to-do list and they take it, you know, as moms, it's, it's that, that line, like, okay, we have to take care of our kids and our families and all that. And we want to, Mm -hmm. but then we also need to give ourselves that space to do so. And so being able to really consider yourself worthy of focusing on yourself is going to, it plays a huge role. Right. And so those are the the big things that we focused on in the group. And then I also started my Moms Without Capes podcast, which has really taken off as well, which is exciting, um, which Daniela, you're going to be a guest. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you, I, I just actually interviewed for all the listeners here. I interviewed Daniela yesterday. And so we decided let's do Yeah, some- wait, let's have you on my show because yes. this- we speak so much of the same language, but you know, obviously we all have our own spin, but I love everything you just said. Cause it's like that culture that somehow got created somewhere that, you know, they talk about, you can have it all, you can do it all. You can, you know, bring home the bacon and fry it up in the pan <laughs> and do this and do that. But it's like, should we, do we need to, <laughs> you know, can I order the bacon from somewhere? Right. Yeah. That's a good, that's the thing. Like, do we really need to do all that? Like we get caught up in that hustle culture and we apply it to our mother. And I did the same thing with my business. I like thought I had to do all the things and I'm finally taking a step back and being like, Hey, like I'm doing the exact same thing. Cause the reason that I decided to focus on the super moms is because I myself have fallen prey to that. Back in 2011, I almost went, like I went through a transformation where I, and my daughter, my, our oldest was, was 11 years old at that time. And so it was 11 years of me stuck in those expectations. Me stuck, like feeling the the guilt mm-hmm. of, you know, everything had to be for my family. I felt shame about wanting to take a break. Like I'd hide in the bathroom and like everything would like, I, I'd have to have control over everything. I felt like, like rules, like there was nothing. I, I started, I was homeschooling because I was like, oh, I can do this. Like I took on more and more responsibilities. And then I was like, I didn't know who I was. And I thought nobody could do the job as well as I can. And self-care, so, you know, I don't need self-care. Like that's selfish. Right. Like there was all these things that I was, I was thinking and I was believing. And I went through this period where I I couldn't do it anymore. Right. But I didn't know how to ask for help. I didn't know. And that's a skill that's learning, like how to set boundaries. And, you know, I didn't even know what boundaries were, (laughs) honestly, but like learning how to set them and like communicate them. And like, know what it is that I needed, because at that point, I didn't even know what it was that I needed or what I wanted, or that it was even possible to be my own person as a mom. Right. I I think there's so many things that either through example or just conversation, we're not taught, you know, it's not talked about and kind of 
that's where I think some of the judgment and the stigma comes from. And we need to definitely just continue these conversations, share our stories, break it down and be vulnerable in order to make it accessible for people to be like, you know what? I do need help. I am a disaster. My house is a mess. I'm personally a mess. And, and, you know, being able to connect is where we're going to grow. Right. Trying so hard to like hold it together on the outside and like get everything to like get everything in order and like trying like time schedules and, and all of these different tactics, thinking that that's what it is. But really it was, you know, I was falling apart on the inside. And a lot of these super moms, they are as well. Like they're, they're trying their hardest and it's leaving them feeling like they're even more like feeling inadequate right. when it's really, you know, it comes from within and shifting and changing those self-beliefs. Right. So what were some of the first steps that you remember kind of taking to help break that cycle for you? So I had, I had to really do some digging, some mindset shifts as far as like, I I struggle with perfectionism. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things I I always think back, I wanted to do a Zumba class. (laughs) I wanted to do a Zumba class. And at that time, like I had started like doing a little bit of exercise. I was doing, um, I'm going to date myself here. I was doing um, Richard Simmons. It was so funny because they would, it was like on the VHS and they'd be like, oh, is it red day? Like, and I'm like, what are you talking about? And it finally, like, I, I figured out that they were like, it was what shorts Richard Simmons was wearing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the red day sweat to the oldies one and two and disco sweat and all these things. Anyway, so I wanted to do this, this Zumba class. And I could not, my friend kept asking me, like, it was in this town. And she's like, let's, um, let's go to this class. And she kept asking me, I kept, I had every excuse in the book, even though I wanted to go to this class, right? Like my house had to be clean. The kids had to be fed, you know, lessons had to be done. The floor had to be mopped. Like there were so many things in my mind that had to be done before I would be able to do something just for myself. Because even when I was doing the sweat to the oldies tapes, like my family was like right there. Like it was, you know, I'd be like, just sit on the couch, please let me just do this. Like, it was like, I had to beg them to let me do something for myself. So anyways, I wanted to go to the Zumba class and I really had to, I thought the stars had to line up in order for me to do this. And so I, one night I say the stars did line up, but it was a lot of work. Like it was, I was like, you know, my husband was fine with it, but mm-hmm. I was, I had, it was my own. It's it was our my own narrative, own, that yes, own voice was, in our head. Exactly. It was the old, like it was myself holding me back. Like I was blocking my own way from going to this class. So I did, I went. And that in itself, like was starting, was me starting to collect that evidence that the stars did not have to line up, that the house did not have to be perfect for me to to leave. And you came home and I'm sure everybody was still yes, there and fine. Everyone was alive. <laughs> and it, you know, and it was those intentional actions that I was taking to, to show that it was okay for me to go and do something for myself. And with that, it built up, right? But I also had to get rid of like that perfectionism and start testing other things and start like thinking outside the box and like realizing and learning to ask for help. Like learning to like, when I started liking that class, I was like, Hey, do you care if I go to this? Like not even asking permission, but like I had to, for my own self, like Mm -hmm. know like that everything was going to be okay. And 
it was. And now I'm at the point, like, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go do this. <laughs> right. Find a ride because I'm not going to yes. be home. <laughs> yeah. And it got, you know, it was a long time coming, but like I have learned. And then when I went back to get licensed as a therapist and I started helping other people and I was like, this is something like I, this is something so fundamental that I was just missing. Mm-hmm. And now I help other women recognize it a lot sooner mm-hmm. with the tools and the strategies and like scientifically proven techniques that are going to help them shift those self-beliefs and be able to do it a lot faster. So I love that it. it doesn't take them 11 years. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's the thing. I think until we give ourselves not even, you know, that permission, but just get comfortable in doing those things, it, it's not going to happen. And I love that, you know, that you recognize it's okay, you know, to, even if you're not necessarily asking your husband or people aren't asking you, but they need that voice outside of their own head to say, sure, go for it. Because yes. that's what then they can put on repeat to not feel guilty. Yep. Start internalizing that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So what would people think that you've got together, but you really don't, you know, like <laughs> we all have our tips and tricks that we give to everybody else, but sometimes it's like, well, just don't come in because it's not what you think it is. <laughs> so that I have to, what people yeah, think like, I think behind the curtain, like what do people think you've got mastered that you're like, well, maybe not so much. Oh my goodness. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Let me think everything. No, I don't, I <laughs> but I like that. That's the whole point is, yeah. you know, we, sh- we teach this, we help people with it, but that doesn't mean we're perfect. That doesn't mean we've mastered it ourselves. And that's, perfectly normal and okay you know and I love the vulnerability where it's like nope none of it (laughs) I always say because I mean there's still like I still struggle with it I still like have to take like I said even in my business like Mm -hmm. I was doing the exact same thing that I was I was doing back then like thinking that everything I had to do all the things like create a course and create a membership and like do all these things and then I was like wait a second like it's not all working and why and then I realized like I was doing the exact same thing that I did in as being a mom, like thinking that yeah. I had to do all things. And so I, I mean, it reminds me of, I, I was a, a couple, about a year ago, one of my clients, my counseling clients, I got on, I started seeing a new one. She was like, so she was like trying to like, she was very analytical about the whole counseling process. And she's like, so does that mean like, you don't have any problems like that you can counsel yourself out of it and I just like it made me just roll because I'm like no no let's just get something straight like I know like I know some skills and I know like some Mm -hmm. strategies and I I can help you I go but that doesn't mean that I don't struggle like I'm human it's like the gourmet chef that still makes mac and cheese like just because you can do it doesn't mean you do it all the time Yes, exactly. And so, yeah. So, and, and you could ask my kids for proof. Like I do not have it all together. <laughs> I think will. kids sometimes oh, are the yeah. best mirror for us <laughs> to really see like how we think we're coming across versus the reality. Like yes, exactly <laughs> good barometers. So what, you know, do you personally do for yourself now is that you've recognized the benefits of like self-care and things. I know you talked a little bit about the Zumba class, you know, back then, but what are some of the regular routines or practices that you have? So I have, um, and I hate to say this because I feel like a lot of, um, 
coaches and, and we'll say, you just have to wake up early to spend time with yourself. Right. Like, but I, I do do that, but that's because I, that I have learned that that's that, like, that is sacred time mm-hmm. that I can devote to my, my mental health. And I can, so what I do is I, I used to wake up at four, but then I'm like, no, I need oh my to goodness. prioritize my sleep a bit more because I was getting grumpy. And so I just Yeah, started, sleep is totally yeah. part of your self-care. Yeah. So I, at five o'clock, I do wake up and my family wakes up at six. Like I wake up all my kids for school, but at five o'clock and I'll usually get about 10 after, like I'll get, I'll get dressed and not like makeup and all that, but just like, just get clothes mm-hmm. on. And then I will... Um, drink tea. I will journal. I started meditation. I'm using this great app like insight timer. And so I've been using that and doing about just like a five minute morning, Mm -hmm. morning um, meditation. And that's new. That's something new that I've been doing. Um, I read a little bit. I'm starting like I, I have a gratitude list that I just work on each day. I add one or two things and then I just journal. I do like a, a five, 10 minute kind of this is funny because my youngest one woke up with me today. She wanted to wake up with me and she, she had her little journal. She's like, what do you write in your journal? So, <laughs> so in the front of it, I have my gratitude. And then in my back, I have a few affirmations that I read each day. And then in the middle is when I write about, like, I kind of write about like what's going on in my life. So like mm-hmm. basically, cause I do it every day. I write about what happened the day before, like up to what's going on in my life. And then I also write about like, what do I, what are my goals? Like, what mm-hmm. do I want to get done? I kind of I set some intentions and having that time and in the morning gets me mentally prepared for the day. It doesn't get me physically prepared. Like there's still laundry to be done and lunches to be packed, that kind of stuff. But it gets me able to face the day as my best self. Right. And I and love so, that the things are short, five minutes on this, 10 yeah. minutes on that. This isn't, you know, hours of your life. It goes fast though. Like I'm like, oh, oh okay. I got to wake the kids up now. But I'm like, I, I felt like prioritizing my sleep was part of the self-care thing. So I'm like, I'm going mm-hmm. to make sure that I'm getting that full eight hours of sleep. And so during the day, I also do different things. Like my job requires me to sit at my desk. Oh, so I made, so I've, I've actually crunched down my work hours to not start until 10 o'clock. So after my kids leave for school at eight, mm-hmm. then I go to the gym nice. and I'm very like, because again, I was like working a lot. I was working a lot. And I'm like, and one day my husband's like, why are you killing yourself? Like you are an entrepreneur. You can make your own schedule. And it just like hit, I just needed again, like that outside voice, like talking reason. And I was like, you know, you're right. So I don't start until 10, like 9 30, 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. 10 o'clock's my first client. And before that, I'm at the gym. I'll come home, I'll get my shower, and like I will get myself physically prepared for the day. And then during the day, I sit a lot. So I make sure that I get up and I just at least walk the stairs and I'm at home. So I walk the stairs and I just go upstairs and back down, make sure I'm like hydrating myself. Mm-hmm. Right. And these are like all things of self-care that we might not even think of as self-care, like making right. sure you're drinking water, right? Like that is self-care and making sure that you're hydrated, but like just engaging in regular acts throughout the day to mm-hmm. fill your cup. And I think the intentionality of them can take some of the mundane day-to-day things that we take for granted 
And as soon as you shift them to self-care, you get a, almost like an additional bonus benefit of it, you know, yes. because of the way you think about it affects how you feel about it. Yeah. Like I'm doing this for me. I'm doing this for, you know, you're ultimately like the effects ripple out to your family. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like I'm doing this for me, but I'm doing this so that my children have their mother. Like, right. Well, and you've modeled the fact that your youngest wanted to get up at 5am and journal with you. <laughs> Shows are like, okay, this is something I got to try because mom's often. all about it. <laughs> Right. It's not often, but every once in a while she'll get up and she'll, she'll want to do it with me. Yeah. And as she gets older, you know, that's where then those little things that they see us do or that they try on their own, that's where you start to see how they imprint it and how they take that, you know, practice and take it forward themselves. Mm-hmm. Even like my 15 year old, I'm going to have a self-care night, mom. And she's like, I'm going to clean like put a mask on her face and like do all that stuff like almost like a spa night but she's like I'm gonna do a self-care night I'm like good good that's good for you yeah and even if it's you know not all the time just again those benefits mm -hmm. of different things done consistently yep sound like and you gotta find out what works for you what works for you personalize it Mm -hmm. so you talked about gratitude already I know you and I are both very big on you know, focusing on the gratitude, being able to recognize it. So what would you say are some of the things that you're the most grateful for that you've learned to build into your gratitude practice? Um, so as of this morning, I have, I think 112 things written down because I've numbered them. And okay. this is something like in my, it's just because I started a new journal. I actually have like other, in other journals, I've had like the list going too. But I, every day, I am thankful for, you know, it started out like very basic, like I'm thankful for my family and my house and, you know, my, my pets, like things like that, like just very basic concrete things. And some days I'm just thankful for, you know, this morning I wrote, I'm thankful that I had a chance to play old maids with my seven-year-old yesterday. Like just that, just the, like the little things that happened during the day, we started doing um, high lows during dinner. And so I'm okay. like, oh, I'm like, these are things like this will bring into awareness, like things that we are grateful for as a family. We go around the table and say like, what are, what are our highs for the day? Well, those are things that we could even be thankful for the lows. Sometimes they're like, well, I didn't have any low. Well, that's, that's huge. awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Good. That's you know, let's be grateful for that. And so, I mean, just big things, small things, but I think that the the important part is that there are things and making sure that you are acknowledging and recognizing them and taking note of those things. And I love the fact that, you know, it's not just you almost acknowledge the lows because I think sometimes all we do is focus on the lows and mm-hmm. to incorporate that as part of gratitude is such a shift for something that can be seen as such a negative and you've turned it into this positive. So I love the way that yeah. you, twi- you know, kind of transformed what it means in your day. It's not the thing that you need to focus all your energy on, but it's also not the thing you ignore. Like it was right. part of your day and that's what you're appreciating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. So where can people find you? How can they work with you? How can they get on the podcast? All of that. So if you're on Facebook, come join my group, come join the Moms Without Capes (laughs) Facebook group. I am, I'm there every, almost every day. Um, I show up live once a week 
and we have some challenges. We've got different things going on. Um, it, it's like a party. I, I, lo <laughs> I love being there. Um, and if you are um, interested in podcasting, which you're, if you're listening to this, I would assume you are, um, check out the Moms Without Capes podcast. I'm also there. Awesome. Awesome. And all the links will be in the show notes below. Thank you so much, Ani. I love our conversations. I can't wait till we chat again. Yeah. Likewise, Danielle. Thanks for having me on. Thanks so much again for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please let me know any questions or comments that you have. Also, if you can please leave an Apple five-star review so that this episode can be shared with more women. There's two quotes that I love. Alone we may be strong, but together we are stronger. As well as when women support each other, incredible things happen. So let's be stronger and incredible together, as well as maybe just have some fun along the way. Thanks so much and talk to you soon. Bye.